The Missouri Tiger basketball team loses to Kansas City in embarrassing fashion. Can Conzo Martin recover from this debacle? Plus, this has got to be Missouri's worst loss since? Well, you know what? We'll discuss that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thank you for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen of this podcast day. And you know what, if I were you and you're a St. Louis Blues fan, definitely check out Locked on Blues with Thomas Welch and Josh Hyman. They have you covered for this St. Louis Blues season. The Blues not doing too bad this year, am I right? Quite a bit better, well, than your Missouri Tiger basketball team so far. And, you know, I I felt pretty good about Missouri's start, but there's absolutely nothing to feel good about after Missouri got, frankly, dominated by Kansas City yesterday. Of course, formerly known as UMKC. Quite frankly, this is the worst loss, in my opinion, by a Missouri basketball team since the last time Missouri lost to UMKC, and that was the first game of the Kim Anderson era. One of the worst omens you could possibly imagine for a basketball program, especially the beginning of a new coaching tenure. But Conzo Martin, not exactly at the beginning of his coaching tenure, is he? No, this is year five for Conzo. And somehow we're in a position where we're getting blown out, scoring 23 points in the first half to the Kansas City Ruse. Now, let me back up for a second. For those of you who've listened to this show for a long time, you guys know that I'm into the stock market. Big time, big time trader, that kind of deal, right? Well, one of the things I always do, if I'm going to take a position in a stock, I always take the bullish case and I, I think about the bearish case too. So even if I'm, I want to buy the stock, I know the bullish case in and out, I have to at least consider the other side of the trade and say, well, what am I possibly missing here? That's for my own benefit, right? Well, if you're Conzo Martin, if you're a fan of the Missouri Tigers, The bearish case is pretty obvious. The case against Conzo Martin and this team is pretty obvious. They just got blown out by UMKC. What more do you need to know in year five of the Conzo era? But what's the bullish case, right? What's the case that this team actually gets better and is worth watching for the continuation of the 21-22 season? Well, honestly... There aren't a lot of concrete reasons to tell you that because if you just want to say pure talent, Missouri doesn't have it on paper. Not in this freshman class, not among these mid-major transfers. To be perfectly honest, there isn't one guy on this team who is a true sort of top 100 recruit other than maybe Anton Brookshire. And so and so far, obviously, Brookshire, the kid from Springfield, not quite ready to play major minutes at this level, in my opinion. At least that's been the indication two games in so far. So again, I guess you can just tell yourself, you can hope that actually, well, this will be Missouri's worst performance of the entire season, and maybe it'll be Kansas City's best performance the entire season. I guess you could hope for that. 
But here's the problem. Again, my from my experience in the stock market and just in life in general, hope is not a strategy. Because if I'm going to at least make the bullish case, I need a tangible reason. I need something to hold on to that's going to tell me, oh no, it's going to get better. It's going to get significantly better than this. Now, don't get me wrong, getting blown out to UMKC probably is rock bottom for this team, but this floor is a heck of a lot lower than I thought it was after week one. I had no idea that Missouri could play this badly. And you know what? If you're Conzo Martin and you see the Gilliard kid for Kansas City going off, hitting three-pointers from five feet behind the line, the kid is unconscious, well... You know what? Switching every screen is all well and good, but at a certain point, you might want to change up your defensive strategy. You might want to run a trap at the kid who is absolutely murdering you off the dribble and from downtown. Why not change something up if you're Conzo Martin? And frankly, even though the switch everything strategy has a lot of merits, I think at times it can make you a little bit lazy defensively too. Because instead of having to communicate with your teammates and fight either over a screen or under a screen, and maybe that secondary defender helps you out with a hedge, again, a lot of communicating and hustling, well, instead you just do the lazy switch every single time. And I do think there's something to the idea that if that's the type of defense you play, well, maybe the intensity just isn't quite there. And also, hey, if you switch every time, we as an offense can kind of dictate what one-on-one matchup we want to get to. So to me, I'm not saying that Missouri should get away from this strategy, but when clearly it's not working, Conzo's got to come off the bench, call timeout, and do something else. I didn't see any adjustments being made from the sidelines yesterday. Now, to be fair to Conzo Martin, we can all acknowledge that his first two seasons at Missouri, he had absolutely terrible injury luck, mostly involving the Porter brothers, of course. But does that give him a pass in year five? Let's talk more about that and, frankly, his inability to recruit at Missouri so far, which has been the biggest issue for this basketball program without question in my mind. So let's talk more about that coming up here in a bit. But first, I want you all to visualize something with me. This is it the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat happens to fall over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, well, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your business's growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash 
Locked On NCAA. And by a prize picks, the leader in college sports daily fantasy prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the industry, including all the star players from the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not even have heard of. Like, oh, I don't know, say the Gilliard kid from Kansas City. <sighs> but I digress, because Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, points scored on the hardwood, whatever it might be, but know that you can also combine two to five players on any projection and win up to ten times on any entry. Again, Prize Picks makes daily fantasy easy. It's just you versus the projected numbers. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. Once again, use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON at PrizePicks, daily fantasy made easy. Now, Conzo Martin's first year in Columbia, obviously a gigantic splash with the fourth-ranked recruiting class in the country, headlined, of course, by the Porter brothers, Jeremiah Tillman, as well as Javon Pickett as well, and plus Blake Harris and C.J. Roberts, who quickly left the program without even being there for an entire season. But I got to say... For as much as people are now regretting the Conzo Martin era in some ways, many people are saying this was the wrong hire. I don't know how you don't go with that. If, if you know that hiring Conzo Martin is going to secure you, not only the Porter brothers, but a bunch of other players too, like Tillman, who's going to then give you the fourth best recruiting class in the nation after just finishing dead last in the SEC for three consecutive seasons... I don't know how you how you turn that down if you're the Missouri Athletic Department or a Missouri fan for that matter. How could you not be excited for that? But unfortunately, of course, the Porter experience went about as badly as it possibly could have. Michael played what? Two games for the Tigers, essentially. Jonte Porter was a really, really good player for one year, and then unfortunately, Conzo's second season, he blows out his knee in the preseason. Basically, the entire team was built around Jonte in the preseason. At the worst possible time, you lose him. So in year three of the Conzo experience, I could see how a lot of people would be saying, you know what, this guy's had terrible injury luck. He's a good guy. He can coach rebounding and defense and effort and yada, yada, yada. That's all well and good. But now in year five of this whole experience, let's take a look at his recruiting classes moving forward. So the following season after that Porter class, well, there was a three-man class, Xavier Pinson, Torrance Watson, and Christian Guess. Now, one of those hit. You got to say, Xavier Pinson, say what you will about Pinson. I've always been a fan and yet at the same time very much acknowledge his limitations as a player as well. But as the 248th ranked player, to get a guy like Pinson, to make him a starter for all intents and purposes, that's a win. That was a recruiting win for Martin, for sure. But Christian Guess 
Well, I have, I don't even have a guess as to why Missouri ever recruited him. The guy never saw the floor, to my knowledge. Maybe he saw the floor for two minutes or something before he left the Tigers. That was a confusing signing from the word go. And frankly, there's just been far too many of those. Now, Torrance Watson obviously had a decent start to his career at Missouri. Ultimately, just didn't totally work out for Torrance for whatever reason. I'll kind of give you a pass on that one because guess what? He was a four-star player, highly sought after by programs like Ohio State. So sometimes the four-star guys just aren't going to work out. I'll give you that. Okay, the next season. Let's move on to the next recruiting class. Trey Jackson, Mario McKinney, Kobe Brown, and Axel Okongo. Now, three of those four players are no longer on the roster. Trey Jackson is now at Minnesota. He didn't play, or excuse me, I believe he's at Seton Hall. He was originally recruited by Minnesota. Trey Jackson now at Seton Hall. He didn't play a whole lot last season. But again, a top 100 player didn't work out. Well, that's unfortunate. Mario McKinney, now a lot of people said that was a bad fit from the word go, and apparently they were correct. Now McKinney, also not currently a Division I basketball player. Axel Okongo, again, just another wasted scholarship like Christian Guest, quite frankly. Okongo was never a Division I player, and that was pretty obvious to anybody who watched him play in junior college, in my humble opinion. But you know what? Once again, hey, a guy who's ranked about 250, you cashed in on Kobe Brown. So congratulations. Of four guys of the 2019 recruiting class, one guy is an actual player for you. See, it's one thing when you can't get the sort of four or five-star local guys who are in the St. Louis area the past couple seasons, but it's another when you just continue to sign guys who can't even get on the court. That's just, there's so many empty scholarships during the Conzo Martin era that to me, that is actually the biggest problem of all. Sure, it would have been great if Missouri could have recruited some of those, successfully recruited some of those guys, but again, you look at the next season. You look at the next recruiting class. Okay, Drew, Bru- Drew Bugs was a transfer. He played a little bit, and, you know, he was an okay backup point guard for the Tigers last season. But then your other two players, your one freshman is Jordan Wilmore, who right now, again, to me, is not an SEC player. And he's a sophomore right now. There still is no signs that we can keep him on the court. And then your other recruit that season is Ed Chang. What in the world were we doing with Ed Chang? That's just one of the most confusing moves of all time. He never saw the floor. It never seemed like he was going to see the floor. Just utter confusion to me. Again, another absolute wasted scholarship. Really two wasted scholarships if you want to include Wilmore. If you want to have some hope for Wilmore and say maybe he can turn it around as a junior and senior, well, you know what? You're even more optimistic than me. It's possible. I just wouldn't count on it. And then finally for this season, this recruiting class, you've got nine guys. You've got five freshmen and four transfers. And so far, it doesn't seem like we have any real difference makers among those freshmen, Trevin Brazil and Caleb Brown, Kobe's brother, so far can't get on the court for whatever reason. That's, there's a little bit of mystery there, too. And then finally, I do like Dejawan Gordon so far. 
By the way, it's not Dewan, it's Deshwan or Dejawan, something like that. But I think Ronnie DeGray has been a nice piece for the Tigers so far, especially as a defender. Jerron Boogie Coleman, unfortunately, Missouri really missed him yesterday when he turned his ankle in the second half. He's been a pretty good-looking player so far, too. Amari Davis, I'm still questioning him a little bit. I'm still questioning how his game's going to totally translate to the SEC because right now, I'd like to see him be able to put the ball on the floor with his right hand. Right now, it seems like all he wants to do is drive left and pull up and shoot mid-range jump shots. It'd be nice if he could knock down threes because right now, once again, this Missouri team does not have nearly enough shooting. Some of that is just Conzo Martin, his preferences as a recruiter and a coach. He seems to value toughness a lot more than he should, in my opinion, especially at the expense of actual shooting, dribbling, passing, you know, actual basketball skill and ability over just pure toughness. It's not the 1990s anymore. But I tell you what, it's also not the 1990s at the University of Florida football program anymore either. And of course, the Tigers are going to take on the Gators on Saturday. And right now over at betonline.ag, Tigers an eight and a half point underdog. You know what? Some of you might think that's a little bit surprisingly high considering how bad the Gators have looked the past couple weeks. But I think you you take the bigger picture look at it. You look at the full season statistics, Vegas isn't going to just factor in the last two weeks. They're going to factor in the whole the whole resume, if you will. And Missouri's resume, well, leaves a lot to be desired. However, no matter what your opinion is, you got to check out betonline.ag. Whether you're going to bet on Missouri or you're going to bet on the NBA, maybe you're going to bet on the Blues, maybe you're a fight guy, you want UFC boxing, well, guess what? They've always got you covered at betonline.ag. And when you sign up today, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just simply by using the promo code Locked on. Once again, that's promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, it's been a bit of a tale of two seasons for the Florida Gator football team so far. And in fact, through four games after Florida lost to number one at the time, Alabama, just by two points in the swamp. Then the next week, Florida put it on a pretty a pretty solid Tennessee team. We've now come to learn 38 to 14. Quite honestly, after that game, I was impressed with the Gators and I was ready to give Dan Mullen a lot of credit for being able to craft an offense with different types of QBs because obviously Kyle Trask last season a sort of your traditional pocket passing quarterback, but well, now with Emory Jones, your starter, a much more sort of Dan Mullen, Tim Tebow classic style offense where you pull the guards out in front of the quarterback and, and run that quarterback a lot, 10, 15 times a game sometimes. But boy, ever since the Gators lost to Kentucky 20-13 to following that Tennessee game, boy, they just have not been the same since. And while... Some have called for Anthony Richardson to be the starter for Florida at quarterback. Well, unlike Missouri, there's not going to be any mystery, according to Dan Mullen this week. Emory Jones is going to get your start 
at quarterback this week. And while the quarterback situation certainly is a little bit chaotic for the Gators, my goodness, what can you even say about that Gator defense at this point? I mean, for a program like Florida to just basically not be able to stop anyone to the point where they're giving up 42 points and a half to Samford, I mean, that's totally inexcusable. And if Dan Mullins on the hot seat right now, well, I'd say that's 100% justified without question. So if you're Missouri, just like four years ago against Jim McElwain and the Florida Gators, perhaps you have an opportunity here to drive a stake through Dan Mullen's heart and end this era once and for all. Quite honestly, if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, well, I've got a black and gold Darth Vader helmet on standby for the post-game press conference, if necessary. How about that for a callback? And once again, thank you all for making me your first listen of this podcast day. How about for your second listen, you check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from the red-hot Lee Sterling. So, until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.